Hello everyone, I'm Max Bosch Powers, and I'm going to teach you about your First Amendment right to freedom of the press. Let's jump right into it. The First Amendment states that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. With regard to freedom of the press, this passage is saying that Congress cannot pass a law that limits what news can be published by any member of the press. First, I'd like to give you a brief overview of how the free press became a cornerstone of the American way. In 1720, 144 essays were published by two British writers under the pseudonym Cato. Cato's letters, as they were known, were part of a scathing crusade against immorality, corruption, and tyranny within the British government. The letters became well known across the 13 colonies and were commonly used for inspiration by the press and eventually by the framers of the Constitution. Almost 70 years after Cato's letters, James Madison drafted the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. At the time, even extreme Federalists were believers in a strong central government, like Madison and John Adams supported the amendment. In fact, Madison and fellow framer Alexander Hamilton were trying to circulate their Federalist papers, and this clause would certainly help them do so. The right to uncensored information was so appealing that there was no legitimate challenge to its ratification or a long crusade needed to add it to the Constitution. Consequently, freedom of the press was established on December 15, 1791 as part of the First Amendment to the Constitution. The ratification of the First Amendment drastically changed the democracy from back then into the one we know today. The people were finally truly in control of their government. Every politician voted into office had been thoroughly investigated by the press, and the findings freely spread amongst the people. However, the free press changed the public's behavior towards news corporations. Unsavory information was often revealed about many politicians, which caused them to attack the press and the public to become less trusting of the news and less happy with the amendment over time. Despite that, the founding fathers were definitely correct in assuming that the nation benefits when the deeds of the government are examined. And what we have now is much better than the horrible system of censorship and lies in colonial times. In order for this clause to be included in the amendment, you must be thinking there must be some extremely attractive reasons to give every citizen the right to uncensored news coverage, right? Well, there certainly are. First and foremost, allowing news agencies to publish critical articles about the government increases accountability within it. For example, if there were a deadly war being covered up by the president, the citizens would be oblivious and unable to stop it. 
However, thanks to the First Amendment's protection of the free press, the press can inform the general public without facing any repercussions. Something just like that happened in 1967 surrounding the Vietnam War. Leading up to the case of New York Times v. United States, the Rand Corporation had been commissioned in 1967 to look into America's involvement in the Vietnam War and clear any suspicion. Instead, the report compiled was a huge embarrassment to the government. So, the report, nicknamed the Pentagon Papers, was locked away and given top-level security clearance to make sure nobody could access it again. However, an author on the project, Mr. Daniel Ellsberg, handed the report over to the New York Times, which began publishing seconds of it until ordered to stop in 1971. At that time, it was decided in a 6-3 decision that the papers did not meet the required irreparable harm threshold and that Nixon never had the authority to order prior restraint of the papers in the first place. The concept of prior restraint is a very important one when it comes to freedom of the press. Prior restraint is the censorship of news that is libelous or harmful by a judge. I know what you're thinking. Of course, libelous or harmful news should never be published by a newspaper under any circumstances, and you may be right. But a case which occurred 40 years before New York Times vs. U.S., between a much smaller newspaper owner and the state of Minnesota led the Supreme Court to rule that the protection even as to previous restraint is not absolutely unlimited, but the limitation has been recognized only in exceptional cases. Basically, only in extreme circumstances like ones regarding national security is prior restraint allowed, and pretty much everything else is fair game for being published. Keep in mind, this ruling carries a lot of weight because the man they decided won the case, Mr. Neer, was viewed as an obscene figure who was anti-Semitic, racially intolerant, and against Catholicism. I hope you've learned a little bit about what you are guaranteed under the First Amendment right to free press as Americans. And... Next time you check out Stay Tuned on Snapchat or any other source, remember the long chain of events that led to you having that unbiased, uncentered news at your fingertips. Because only 13% of the world's population enjoy that same right.